This ain't no get rich quick thing. Create your own economy. Cause we ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Learn from the queen of crypto, your host, Nadja Roberts. Leading people out of financial slavery through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Learn to get left behind. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. I don't just do this show to change the way you think about money, but to change the way you look at money and everything else around you, because it absolutely matters. Today is Wednesday, May the 3rd, 2022. And yes, I am definitely back. And I'm going to share with you all what has been going on in my world the last two weeks and explain some of the things that would help reiterate why we need to really get on our game, ladies and gentlemen. It is game time. But before I do that, We have some cryptopians who have birthdays this week that I totally could not say happy birthday to them. But I'm going to do that today and I am going to make sure that they are honored just like everyone else on their birthday. So first and foremost, on May 1st, which was Monday, we had Luce Gabriel, Bill H., Sheila Abram, and Claudette Robinson Thorpe. And last but not least, Dr. George Frazier, the master networker. And then May 2nd, we have Melody Estrada and Bayon Rasuli. And we had today, Tierra Brown, Olis Wright, and Selena Hernandez. And to each and every one of you, I want to say to you today that I hope your birthday was filled with all the love, joy, peace, and understanding you deserve on this day, that day, this day, and all the days this month. But happy birthday to you all. And if you'd like to get a shout out for your birthday, please do me a favor. Send me a text message to 424-317-7373. Again, for Two, four, three, seven, seven, three, seven, three. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and do our quote because my story may take a little while, but we got to know about this stuff. So I'm just going to be transparent and share what's been going on. And just as you look back at the last two weeks and say, you know what? She's been a little bit spotty. You'll understand why. So. It was Dr. George Frazier's birthday on Monday, as I stated, and he sent out this email and I asked his permission to utilize his email as a quote because he turned 78 years old and he said that these were his sentiments. But I submit to you all as you listen that they are all 
going to be our sentiments that exactly what he is saying today relates to everything that I've been talking about your money, your real estate, your, the banking situation, where we need to be as a community, where we need to be moving as a community, because there are a lot of things happening behind the scenes that I'm trying to make you privy to, but you've got to pay attention to the macro. So this is what he wrote in his email. He says, my soul is in a hurry. I counted my years and realized that I have less time to live than the time I have lived so far. I have more past than future. I feel like that boy who had a bowl of cherries. At first, he gobbled them. But when he realized there were only a few left, he began to taste them intensely and passionately. I no longer have time to deal with mediocrity or ordinary. I do not want to be in meetings where flamed egos are on parade. I'm bothered by the envious who seek to discredit the most able to upsert their places, combating their seats, talents, achievements, and luck. I truly do not have time for in endless conversations useless discussions about lives of others who are irrelevant to mine. I no longer have time to handle or manage the sensitivities of people despite their chronological age are immature. I hate to confront those who struggle for power and those who do not debate the content, just the labels. My time has become scarce to debate labels. I can understand the inner essence in this world now. My soul is in a hurry. Not many cherries left in my bowl. I want to live close to people who are humans. Humans who laugh at their own weaknesses and away from those, those that have become smug and overconfident with their triumphs and away from those filled with self-importance. The essentials are what we make. The essentials are what makes life worthwhile. And for me, the essentials are more than enough. Yes, I'm in a hurry. I'm in a hurry to live with the intensity and the passion that only maturity can give. I do not intend to waste any of the remaining cherries. I am sure they will be exquisite, much more than those eaten so far. As said by Confucius, we have two lives. The second begins when you realize you only have one. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we are going to jump into some real life money conversations on this midday money chain. This is ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, in a moment. more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. The appetite. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve. Crypto curve. 
with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Let's get into it. So let's share some of my personal stuff so I can just share with you all so that you know that racism is alive and well in this country. In fact, right here in our region and everywhere. I don't know. It's just a lot of stuff going on. So back in around September, I told you all that my family and I were looking to purchase a home. A little bit bigger home because we have the four children that we're caring for right now and they can't leave the state of California. And so we look to where we could get the best bang for our dollar. So we're talking about home ownership and building of our wealth. So before I tell you my story, let me just share with you that statistics show as it relates to home ownership that black People in America are no better off right now today than we were after segregation was actually uh, over. So the segregation and the racial biases that have been robbing black people of opportunities to build wealth, restricting millions from reaching their potential is happening right here in 2023. So let me just tell you before we go into that, because uh, let me just tell you the story. So I was looking for properties back in October. I'm not, I'm sorry, September. So if you start listening to or go to KBLA talk 1580 on uh, KBLA1580.com and you go back and start listening to some of my stuff in September, you all will hear me talk about every home that we went to buy or rent was owned by someone of Chinese descent. No, no problem. But I had no idea how many properties that these individuals actually owned in Southern California. It is absolutely unbelievable. And at that time, if my recollection serves me right, I told you that out of about 40 houses that we looked at, there was only one white um, set of brokers that were showing a house and there was another black a broker that was showing house, but everybody else was Chinese and they were actually denying us the ability to look at the houses or even if we decided, you know what, we'll just rent and try to figure out where we actually want to live with these children because we need to be in a space close to the city where we can get a bang for our buck. So the long and the short of it, is we wound up finding somebody who was in a distress property and we were supposed to be lease optioning to buy. These individuals were Chinese. They reached out to me or some representative reached out to me and said, hey, we could do a lease option. We'll open escrow and we've got to save our property from foreclosing, you know, that whole deal. And as a real estate investor in the past, you know, the deal looked great and I thought it was a great thing. And so we went ahead and accepted. We moved into this house. We waited for them to open escrow as they told us that they would do. But for the longest, they couldn't get in contact with the actual owners. These representatives or people who sign as attorney, in fact, because those individuals were in China. And maybe one of these days we will talk about what I found that they're doing here in the United States and why they have acquired so much of our property. But back to my story. So I decided to go ahead and do this. But 
uh, we couldn't get escrow open. So we just were going to pay our rent. And I'm not going to say the amount that I was paying in rent, but lease option to buy. So it's supposed to go towards the property. In the background, they went, and I say they because there's two different Chinese parties, but I believe they're the same entity in and of themselves, kind of working in the circle. So one of the entities decided to go ahead and foreclose on the individuals that we had actually uh, did the lease option with. So behind our backs, without us knowing, because they didn't post anything, they didn't share any information, they went ahead and foreclosed on the property. So the first thing I got was somebody coming to my gate of Chinese descent, stating that they were the new owners of the property and that of course, they wanted to know what I was paying and then then I needed to pay it to them and that my lease option was not going to be any good because they weren't wishing to lease it to me at all. And so I soon found out that those individuals had something to do with the first individuals. But again, that's another story. And so we hadn't heard anything other than as things began to go awry with the property, I was emailing and asking when you're going to come pick up your rent or just trying to figure out what the new owners wanted to do with the property. They hadn't said that they wouldn't sell it, but they didn't say that they would either. And so here we are in this property and we're going along. Things are, like I said, plumbing, just all sorts of things are going wrong. And I'm constantly emailing and calling and I would get a call back from a different number, from a different person stating that, uh, you know, to contact this person. And it was just a whole bunch of circles I've been going through. Probably the last four to five months since since the end of September. And we came home about three weeks ago and on the gate was a notice from the sheriffs to move. So at first glance, obviously, we rushed to the court to find out exactly what was going on, because when you get a sheriff's note to move, that means you have five days to move out of the property. Now, mind you, we've been doing everything that we've supposed to do. However, they have been non-compliant. Nobody's been communicating. We've been getting our cashier's checks every month, doing what we need to do to cover ourselves in the event that there was an issue later. And they had gone to court, what I now know now, and they started filing an eviction on the Chinese individuals that had entered into the agreement with us. And they knew we were in the property, but they weren't naming us in the eviction process. So when I went to go to court, they told me that the case was sealed. Now, again, as I'm learning these things, I am understanding that there are so many different tactics that are happening in the real estate space, which I know is systematic oppression that we don't know because they've been using these tactics to keep us out of the loop. But the case was sealed. So that means the clerk can't give me any information about the case because my name is not on it. But what I was able to do is to get her to tell me uh, what I needed to do because this uh, thing was on my gate. And so I contacted an attorney. The attorney had uh, me go 
to file these papers to stop this eviction. So did exactly what they told me, ladies and gentlemen. I filed my documents. And when I filed my documents, it caused us to have an actual court date with the people that were evicting the Chinese individuals that had rented us the property. When I went to court, ladies and gentlemen, the judge looked at me when he called the name of these individuals that were had rented to us, lease option to us. They weren't in the court obviously, because they're in China somewhere. And I told him and his clerk, as well as the clerk at the front desk, which I actually made four different ping pongs. One person sent me to the de- to the desk to file my papers. The next person sent me to the court. The court sent me back to the, the filing clerk. The filing clerk sent me back to the court. And the court told me to sit down and wait for this case to be called. When the case was called, I stood up. The judge told me to sit down. He then commenced to look for these individuals that were supposed to be getting evicted. And he never allowed me to say a word in court. He just looked at me and decided he was not going to let me tell my story or let him know that I'm an occupant in that house. However, he knew it because his clerk took the paperwork back to his chamber, who then told me at that time to go back to the filing clerk at the front desk. So he knew exactly why I was there, which is called a right of possession during things such as this, especially when you're in a property before it foreclosed, you're under new laws and new regulations. I shouldn't say new, different laws and regulations. So I'm in court. He knows I'm there. He refuses to look at my paper and then hits his gavel and gives the new individuals that that caused the foreclosure and all of these things possession of the property and order the property to be empty. He then looks at me in court and tells me to go file my paper with the clerk. So. I take my paper that he would not accept to the clerk, do everything that I'm supposed to do. And then they give me a new court date so that the judge can hear my side of why I'm in the property and what I'm doing there. And that it in fact is not the Chinese people that he thinks are in the property. He gives they give me a court date. And the day before the court date, ladies and gentlemen, which was about two weeks ago exactly, the sheriff showed up to my property, told me to open the gate and gave our family 10 minutes to gather our belongings because they were evicting us anyway. Now, what does that look like? In my mind, I'm going to court the very next day. So if I got 10 minutes, I'm worried about grabbing my papers for the house and what I'm going to look like presenting myself in court. I'm not thinking about kids clothes, which kids were at school. I'm not thinking about anything past tomorrow, 
that which not tomorrow, but that day's tomorrow, because I have my day in court to prove I've been here. The bills are in my name. I've made all these repairs. I've done everything that I'm supposed to do. I'm trying to get these people to really comply with what they're supposed to be complying with. Long story short, the sheriff said, you know what? We understand that you have a court date tomorrow, but somehow the judge in closed chambers went and and decided he was not going to hear you. He was just going to evict you immediately. And that is why they were at the door. So we didn't have any choice but to grab what we could grab, our belongings. And I will tell you, this is where Bitcoin comes in again. We were able to grab our ledger and our very our valuable things that we have, along with a court course, my court papers, my nice suit to go to court. And as we were leaving the property with these officers who actually lightweight said and one officer actually said this is something wrong with this something's wrong with this but another officer said i think you might want to go to the clerk because i think you don't have a court date tomorrow but remember they've only given us 10 minutes but they gave us a little bit more because they could look and see there's no way that we thought we were about to get evicted i had just gone grocery shopping the house was immaculate we're not squatters none of that stuff and so but the officer said i think you need to go down to the court and sure enough when we we decided we had to check our family into a hotel the kids were still in school uh we checked into a hotel i went to the court and sure enough he had taken me off calendar and said that he was not going to hear my what is called right of possession and ladies and gentlemen i was just I, I, I can't even explain to you how I felt, but I know that when they say that our community is is um, discriminated against that guy, that judge didn't even allow me to open my mouth. And he made in his own time and in his own chamber, he decided to take matters in his own hands and say that he's not listening to anything I have to say, which is absolutely illegal. He denied my rights, but he got the right one this time. So I went and gathered some attorneys. Everybody was taking a look at it and nobody could believe what is happening. In fact, today, because this was my day in court, my attorney said that in his 32 years of fighting evictions he has never seen anything like this and they did it and they do it and they just hope people are going to walk away but I will tell you that they have thwarted the ability for us as a community to build wealth and the bottom line today the judge said because he knows he's in trouble I filed a judicial complaint we are getting ready to sue the county there's a whole bunch of things that are happening but what he said today that he was in error
So he said it on record that he was in error. And so in order for him to cover himself, he decided to say that he didn't know how I could afford the property that I was living in. That was a whole problem from the beginning. He wanted to know or really didn't want to know. He wanted to get me out of the property in that neighborhood. That's the bottom line. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I have another court day coming up. You haven't heard from me because I have been busy doing what I needed to do. But the wealth gap in America has all to do with real estate and building wealth because they have robbed us from the ability to really get what we need in our communities because a lot of us live in communities that are $48,000 under market value, if not more. When we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we'll continue this conversation because I got some stats for you on this. This is KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA Talk 1580 is an intervention. When we come forward, includes you. KBLA Talk 1580, turning pain into power. Power. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. And so let me just say this so you can get a picture into the last two weeks and we're going to move on from this conversation. Just think about if you came home to wherever you were living and nothing you had was accessible, period. That's what happens on a sheriff's lockout. I have never experienced anything like it. In fact, I couldn't have fathomed that something like this was taking place. However, we left home with absolutely no clothes, none of that stuff, because we had no idea what was going on. And um, so as a result, what it has caused for us. And again, I'm not, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say this cause I don't really want to get into the numbers, but I'm going to just say we have spent as a family in the last three weeks, kids need clothes for school, socks, underwear, all the things that are locked into a house when they do a lockout. We had absolutely none of that. Toothbrushes, none of that. I just wasn't thinking that I wouldn't go to court the next day and the judge wouldn't understand the things that those individuals were trying to pull. But nevertheless, I couldn't get my day in court. So we had none of that. So in the last two to three weeks, we have had to spend from our reserves, from our savings, a little bit over $30,000 for, I had six children living in my house at that, at that particular moment three weeks ago. And it was, it just was a shocker, an absolute shocker. But what they hope is that you will fold and go away because your finances are so bad. You can't keep up with it. You can't hire an attorney. You can't do any of the things that you need because even if you wanted to prove something, most of your stuff would be locked in the house in the first place. So you couldn't um, really dispute or do some of those things. But again, you know, God works in mysterious ways and things happen. And I will say that my real estate debacle was for a reason because what I was able to discover, lo and behold, my 
my situation is going to be something that helps catapult our community because we'll be able to combat some of the things that we deal with as it relates to home ownership, racial segregation, and policy solutions for weight, racial wealth um equity and that's what we need because it is well proven that segregation of black residents actually persists a whole lot in the cities and we also know that black residents face significant barriers in becoming homeowners which I just experienced and again you know these things exist until they happen to you and then homes in majority black neighborhoods are significantly devalued we also know that we also know that there is unequal access to lending for our efforts to build lasting wealth we know that black people are more likely to encounter discriminatory lending practices that impact our credit scores but ladies and gentlemen there are higher costs for education that result in black students taking on higher levels of debt which again stops us from buying the properties that we need but guess what the most high put solutions in our path ladies and gentlemen and because of this testimony i'll be able to help more individuals with their properties getting into properties and since this debacle has happened even while it was playing out and we didn't know it was playing out in the background because they were filing stuff and not actually serving us like they were supposed to we got involved with an outfit that is literally giving black and brown communities money to purchase homes we're dealing with one of the only black federally charted young women in america and she has the money and the money is the issue that everybody seems to face when it's time to close on a property you can find the property but if you don't have the funding you can't get the property but maybe you have a house and you want to get a second house you want to get uh get into maybe Airbnb or or renting property to uh, individuals that are traveling nurses. I mean, I don't know. The sky is the limit. We actually have a real estate. Uh, we've been working with the founders of a real estate platform that has a one, two, three to get people into properties. And just in the last two weeks, while I'm going through all the stuff I'm going through, some of the people on my team have actually started buying houses. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not talking about it. We are being about it. And all while I'm dealing with I'm what I was dealing with, I hadn't told anybody what I was dealing with. We have had people that have opened up escrow, ladies and gentlemen, gotten their loan approved and have put their earnest money in escrow. This is a real situation and the most high has set it up and actually put me in the middle of a real estate debacle in order for me to have a testimony and come out on the other side about what racial inequality is like here in our country because it is definitely real so if you're interested in buying your first house your second house your 20th house i declare to you that we have the solution so Yes, this is ahead of the crypto curve. You definitely lead 
Bitcoin in your portfolio. You definitely need some some stocks in your portfolio. You definitely need life insurance. You need annuities and all the things that you're doing. And you definitely need hard assets. I have been talking to our community about gold and real estate. And ladies and gentlemen, everything that we have been talking about over the last month or two is lining itself up to work in our behalf. We are changing our flipping home ownership uh, discrimination on its head and we're able to do it and we are doing it well. So I'm excited about that. So if you're interested, please send me an email to ask Naja Roberts again, ask Naja Roberts and we will get you set up so you can start really seeing what is in place for us. It's all about financial literacy and everyone learning exactly what we need to do during these times. And again, I'm sick of people talking about us talking about it and telling us what you need to do and how you need to do it. No, let us show you what you need to do to make this happen because it's time out as Dr. Frazier said for gobbling up the cherries in the bowl. It's time for us to understand that we need to be eating those cherries but we need to be precise and we need to pinpoint and we need to make some things happen and I really feel like we have the right recipe for that. So as we get back into cryptocurrency ladies and gentlemen I'm passionate about this because I can tell you I know just so much more the last two weeks than I have ever known about real estate and I was a real estate investor prior to the 2008-2009 crash but I didn't know it like I know it right now and I tell you something it is our turn this Bitcoin it is our turn. This what well, I'm not going to say all cryptocurrencies because y'all know what I feel about that. They're not created equal. But ladies and gentlemen, in everything we do, it's time to stop talking and it's time to start doing. So when we come forward, we're going to jump into the cryptocurrency conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Old money. New money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now let's get back to ahead of the crypto curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, welcome forward. Let's get into the cryptocurrency market update for the day. And there was so much to talk about, but I had to share that today. And so tomorrow we are going to jump into talking about the bank. We are we're going to talk about the banks and we are also going to talk about y'all. I promise you they do not want me talking about this stuff, but we're going to talk about the banking collapse and we are going to talk about some of the things that have been happening with BRICS. And I assure you tomorrow you're going to get some information. It. It is going down. Um, so let's get into cryptocurrency. All I can do is smile because we are having a little technical difficulties, but we're going to get through this. Bitcoin right now is trading at 28,300. 
$28,368. It's up in the last hour. It's down in the last 24 hours. But in the last seven days, it's at 1.29%. Ethereum is at 1,865. It's down in the last hour, 0.37%. And in the last 24 hours, it's down 0. And in the last seven days, it is actually up 1.21%. So what has happened? And let me just say this really quickly, because tomorrow we're going to talk about some macro things so you all can understand why having Bitcoin in your portfolio, in my opinion, as a non-financial advisor, not providing any financial advice is really, really critical in our world. in our world today. And so uh, on Sunday, as we know, the U.S. government worked behind the scenes with two major banks to engineer the latest financial rescue plan. Anybody that's been listening, I told you that the next bank twofold was going to be First Republic. And in order to stop a bank run, they had to sell this bank. And so they sold this bank. Um, let me just explain. Let me let me explain what is what is actually going on. Um, there were more confirmations and trans. There were more confirmations and transactions on the Bitcoin network than ever before in history. And it's interesting, ladies and gentlemen, because as these banks continue to collapse, there are individuals that are really trying to uh, get into Bitcoin and To the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Broadcasting live from Lamar Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. All right, ladies and gentlemen, all I can say is by any means necessary. So we're going to wrap this show with sharing this last thing that I was stating. As I was trying to say, on Sunday, as the United States government actually worked behind the scenes with the two major banks to engineer the latest financial rescue plan, the Bitcoin network actually hit a new all-time high for the number of daily transactions processed. So for those of you that don't know, it is a big deal for Bitcoin to have transactions. A lot of people are saying that in order for Bitcoin to become valuable, we have to have transactions. And then you have people like me that understand that for a certain group of people or individuals such as myself, we need to hold on to our Bitcoin because there are greater days coming. And so there's kind of an argument. 
Do you use your Bitcoin to make Bitcoin more valuable or do you hold your Bitcoin as a store of value? And, and nobody really knows to each his own. And so I do what I do. They do what they do. However, there were more transactions than ever had in the 14 year history of Bitcoin, actually beating the previous record that was set during the 2017 bull run when Bitcoin shot up to 17,000 and went back down to about 4,500. But today, J.P. Morgan Chase has acquired First Republic Bank after the distressed bank access, uh, their assets were actually seized by regulators, ladies and gentlemen, becoming the second largest bank failure in U.S. history. This is really happening. While the two events, Bitcoin actually surging in use, as the latest example of U.S. financial calamity, they're not really related in my opinion, but the timing here does suggest that something about the future of this cryptocurrency in industry and Bitcoin's possible place in the ever more defunctional economy is really apparent to me. At the same time, regulators and legislators are working to lessen crypto's inroads, as we've been talking about, into the wider economy. But what we do know is that the private banking sector is showing itself to be unable to manage themselves. And we're going to see more of the same because this ain't it. The interest rate just went up. And again, tomorrow we will share. I'm going to break some of that stuff down so you can understand why it is critically, critically important for you to be self-sovereign in today, but start thinking about what the future looks like for you and your family. So what events do we have coming up this month? This is the month of May. We will be doing another cryptocurrency essentials. So for those of you that are new listeners that want to know how and why we got into this thing called Bitcoin, we will be having a crypto essential. And um, you can send me an email at asknajaroberts at gmail.com and you can get that information. We will also be doing another Ledger and Me 123. We're going to do that as well this month. Um, and the Ledger in Me 123 is to give you the ability to do like I just had to do. Two, I mean, maybe this was just a drill for me, what I had to do two weeks ago. And by the way, we're still not in our house. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, but I will say this, when the time came that I had to get up and go, and, and I've been talking to y'all about this on the radio, when it was time for me to get up and go, I had to grab those things that were important, and it was really easy to do it because I didn't have to grab a whole lot of stuff to have my things in place uh, for us financially, which is a beautiful thing. So actually, it's given me the opportunity to say that what I'm preaching actually works because I was put in a situation where I had to do it. But I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I feel like all of us, not because you're getting locked out by the shares, but because at some point in United States history, based on what's going, you're going, how this thing is going, we're going to have to pick up and make sure that we get our family safe. And so maybe I just went through a drill. And so I'm just going to say to you that self-sovereignty is absolutely what I am going to continue to preach. It is fabulous. Even though we're going through some things, even though we've been through some turmoil and we've had to make some, some changes and we've had to pivot and we've had to really be resourceful, I can tell you that I am super, super excited, number one, because we were able to do it. 
And number two, again, because I got an epiphany in the middle of it, this is what you've been talking about, Naja Roberts. This is what you have been telling our community to get ready for because we have no idea what is about to take place. And if you're not ready, you can't even get ready in these types of situations. You just got to be ready to roll with the punches and, and, and take, a, as, they, as my grandfather says, take a licking and keep on ticking. And so that is where we are right now in this economy right here in the United States. And what I am just so excited about is that you are listening and that you are preparing. And we're not just finna get busy. We're getting busy. So, again, reach out to me. I'll share some information with you. Make sure that you and your family are on the right track. Ask Roberts at gmail.com or 424-317-7373. Again, 424-317-7373. Ladies and gentlemen, we are making way for the D.L. Hughley Show. Tomorrow we got a jam-packed call. I want to talk about this interest rate. I want to talk about this bank failure and what we need to do, but don't touch that down. It is time for the D.L. Hughley Show. I want to thank each and every one of you for rocking with me, your host, Nigel Roberts, on the end of the crypto curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. You're listening to Naja Roberts on the head of the crypto curve. Please follow her on all social media platforms at Naja Roberts. No underscores, no dots, no numbers, just Naja Roberts. Let's close the wealth gap. It's our turn. Learn or get left behind. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.